Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Silent Bob reboot. Let's see. How do we do this again? Uh, all right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Quarantined. Virtually in the back, Brother Lucas. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. And once again, in the quarantine lockdown lodge, Brother Justin coming through in the clutch snooches or whatever that catchphrase is (laughs) what are we getting ourselves into tonight boys we are seeing a vod film called jay and silent bob reboot that is the name of a film that we are going to watch jay and silent bob reboot this is the first time Kevin Smith has graced the LodgeCast airwaves. We need to do a referendum on what he means to each and every one of us because we all came up at the prime Kevin Smith time. Mm-hmm. Justin, I want to start with you because you have a very special connection. Well, at least it was special when we were younger. But you met one of the people that's going to be in this movie, right? Yeah, I smoked a cigarette with Jason Mewes behind the convention center in Chicago. Was he in a dumpster, like dumpster diving? No, he was <laughs> He was hitting on some like Swedish or Scandinavian-looking blonde lady and smoking a cigarette and i it, i think it was i was going to wizard world and it was torrential wizard rain. world yes and i just ran under an awning and he was standing right there with this lady and i bummed a cigarette from him even though i didn't smoke but i was already like 22 or whatever so i i was able to smoke a cigarette it wasn't a comical <laughs> flub of a cigarette with a lot of coughing um, that's great but yeah so i smoked a cigarette with him and then i went into the convention and it turns out that woman was she played bounty hunter aura singh in star wars episode one the phantom menace oh mm. there you go and she complimented me on my t-shirt and it was one of the best moments of my life until that point <laughs> what was your t-shirt it was just a woodchuck with his arms up, just looking real happy. Oh, I know that t-shirt. That's a great t-shirt. Yeah, it's a good one. What do you think about Kevin Smith? Like, what's your history? Oh, man, I I revered the man for a time. I mean, you know, in the 90s, he was making indie movies that I think really spoke to a, our age demographic. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I loved the, you know, the raunchy humor. And it seems weird to talk about now, but... I remember watching Clerks and thinking, 
oh, you you can just make a movie? Right, exactly. Like, that had That's never exactly right. That seemed like such an unattainable goal. Hold on, sorry. Sorry, Lucas, are you doing like a science experiment? Like, what the fuck are you oh, doing? Sorry, like, just taking a, a bong rip. All right, well, we're recording there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so it seemed like a very unattainable goal before then and it it turns out it's still an unattainable goal but (laughs) yeah at that sweet spot you could max out your credit cards and really hit the big time with a shoestring black and white clerks you know like that that hit us all like a ton of bricks yeah just a regular dude it was almost rated nc-17 for language remember that Mm. oh yeah how do you even do that? Bishki, what, what's your what's your Kevin Smith history? Um, not as deep. Um I, I've seen his first four films. I saw Chasing Amy last night. Look at you. Uh, doing the work. Doing doing in the, the homework because I think I'd only seen bits and pieces. And Is it twenty twenty compliant? Definitely not twenty twenty compliant, which <laughs> makes me puzzled what this movie's gonna be because I mean it's about, you know, um, uh, a relationship with a lesbian and they use every slur against gays and lesbians in the book in that movie and uh jason There's lee a book jason lee <laughs> <laughs> jason jason lee is yeah he's yeah questionable but the movie held i mean i was laughing but i don't but you haven't seen anything past but dogma i, I haven't seen right? anything yet i saw dogma in theaters in 99 i guess but then we kind of made because we were in experimental film school you know, we were watching like Godard and all this shit, and <laughs> and we were kind of making fun of Kevin Smith. Like the kids who were into Kevin Smith got edged out of our film school program. Mm, um, elitists, yeah, because we were definitely into the art art house stuff. And he's as an uh, a visual director, very untalented from the stuff I've seen. But he's he's it's the dialogue you're there for. It's it's his pop culture vulgar dialogue that you just love and and chasing amy was a good time so i think if if nothing else there's going to be some vulgarity in the film tonight yeah brother lucas i'm dying to know what your history with kevin smith is yeah i uh i think i like justin was really into him like in the contemporaneous era when he first started like his first three movies you know i saw as a like middle school high school kid and they really hit home and were funny and irreverent and raunchy and and uh, obscene but then as I got older, yeah, I realized like Bishki, like they're not very visually interesting and they're kind of flimsy. And I actually didn't see Dogma or like anything really after Chasing, a- oh, Chasing wow. Amy because like none of it really spoke to me or interested me. Um, you guys are in was, for such a treat. <laughs> yeah, I was going down a different different route. I was more of a Tarantino fan. Um, of course. But uh, no, I my hat goes off to him because yeah, like he put his life on celluloid you know clerks that was basically like an autobiography and he charged it on his credit cards and was inspired by richard linkletter slacker which then in turn inspired a lot of other people let's try to harness that element of wonder and youthful inspiration and love and light when we approach this because guys i don't know about this one i think well this is gonna be some rough trade and this movie is gonna be vod on amazon prime this movie was a fathom event in december i think and we yeah it was kind of like a road show he took it around he toured it around a little bit it was a one night only thing that we missed but we're gonna we're gonna watch it anyway we're picking up the spare tonight boys i think a road show is good for him though because 
I mean, say what you want about his last few films. I'm sure we all would have opinions if any of us had saw them. I think Matt and I watched quite a bit of them. But <laughs> yeah, we did. The man do- is a good public speaker. Like he's got good stories. He's got you know he's got a lot of insight. And, His John into Peter Hollywood. Superman lives story is legendary. Like you should read that online if you haven't. Yeah, he's he's a great storyteller, and I think that's kind of where his legacy is settling now. Is people. They love to hear him speak, but they don't necessarily love to see his films. So there's something to be said for that. But let's approach Jay and Silent Bob reboot with the most open minds and open hearts that we possibly can and see if there's any nutrients in here to be gleaned. Oh, man. I, As a listener of the podcast, I would like nothing more than to come on this show and give a bone count that's two more than you guys. But yes. it is looking very unlikely. <laughs> Well, let's see. Anything can happen. If we smoke enough and or drink enough, anything is possible with Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yeah, I'm actually taking bong reps, and I just cracked my second beer while uh, All right. recording the intro in my kitchen. So I'm I'm tuned up. So if you stay awake. Yeah, oh, and I took a nap. I took a nap before, be- before showtime. So I'm in real good shape. You're so responsible during these lockdown times. <laughs> I love it. I love that smoking and drinking and taking a nap is homework. <laughs> for this for this podcast, that is A plus plus extracurricular homework. And I, I applaud you, sir. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Alright, well let's let's plunge headfirst into this uh, display of vulgarity free on Amazon Prime for any that choose to watch it. Boot us up, Kevin. Let's do it. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. Brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. Hello? Mom! I told you to leave these meth heads tied up until the cops got here. Okay. I didn't call the cops, and these guys are not meth heads, okay? They only look like meth heads because they're from New Jersey. (laughs) Boys, this is my daughter, Millennium Falcon. Who likes Star Wars? Millie, these are friends of mine from a long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The dishes are done, man. (sighs) We're back from Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Oh, man. That was was an hour and 45 minutes of time that we just spent Mm. watching, watching that film. And probably the best thing to come from it we picked up a very special guest. The one, the only, Brother D. Woo! What up? What up, Brother D? <laughs> oh, man. Snoochy boochies, berserker. You're in a dark room. On my on my monitor, it looks like you're in like a dark... Oh, you're in a car. Aren't we all in a dark room <laughs> in this life? <laughs> Wearing masks just to go outside. 
Hi. standing in line for bread. <laughs> but how you doing, man? It's it's good to see you. And yeah, you. man, it's good to see you guys again. It's I've really been enjoying the uh, the virtual lodges. <laughs> yes, those have been amazing, man. Those have kept our sanity. Well, I'm glad that we've come together for such a momentous occasion to watch Jay and Silent Bob reboot on Amazon Prime for free. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm glad you could you could join us virtually for that. Before we get into this pile of movie. From the Rotten Tomatoes. The stoner icons who first hit the screen 25 years ago in Clerks are back when Jay and Silent Bob discover that Hollywood is rebooting an old movie based on them. The clueless duo embark on another cross-country mission to stop it all over again. Period. Oh, Exclamation point. That's nice. Exclamation point. That's refreshingly brief. I like that. The movie, not so much in the refreshingly brief department, but you know, what's funny is there was a scene where I thought it was the end of the movie and I literally did a double take and checked the clock and I was like, oh no, there's like 40 minutes left. You can't look, you can't look at the clock during this one. You just really can't. I got up for a drink when he met his daughter for the first time at like, you know, her house and uh, I sat back down and it said 35 minutes in. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Time will fuck with you while you're watching this. So you just have to kind of let it wash over you if you're going to let it do anything at all. <laughs> what What's Brother D's relationship with Kevin Smith? Oh, man. Yeah, real, real, real briefly. Real briefly. I love Kevin Smith, just like the rest of us. I mean, I mean, for me, I don't know. For me, he holds I mean, he holds a very special part. In my, it's It's almost like. I don't know, maybe like that girl that took your virginity or something like that. You know, like I was definitely way into his early stuff for sure. He touched us all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, which is why I, I, I really wanted this to be really good. But I mean, like, I just wanted it to not be shitty. But <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll see where that goes. So let's start at the very beginning. This movie, I'll say this in the love and light department. It looked way better than I thought it was going to look. He's not doing his own cinematography. He's, he's got someone doing shooting. Yeah, so that, yeah, I would that say, was a plus. I would say out of the three previous films of his I've seen, this was the most visually solid or sumptuous. Like, he was actually shooting setups, and I don't like to do this, but now that we're quarantined and doing this virtually – you know, yeah, I take notes, I talk, I smoke, I drink, mm -hmm. <laughs> I go on Wiki I go on Wikipedia yeah. and I look up, you know, Jason Muse's history and his oh, yeah. his biography and it really does tie into what we're watching, which we'll <laughs> right. talk later. But but yeah, like it uh it was refreshing though. I was more engaged as I I, I honestly didn't think I was gonna be as engaged, but I think it was because you know, it was so ambitious and meta uh, a project. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Who is this hothead? Well, right off the bat, it had me laughing out loud in the very cold open when the guy, the star, I forget his name, but he is like the non-actor from the original Clerks who's yes. like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. Like he shows Dante. up to open <laughs> the quick stop or the stop and shop and and the SWAT team is there to like take him into custody and the first thing he says is like it's about Randall isn't it and like for whatever reason that just made me laugh because like I knew exactly what it was referencing but it'd been like literally 20 years since I thought about that it was character. a sleeper cell reference so so yeah so he was like I can take you to him I can take you to him like it just got me like on this really odd like 
obscure level where like hey i know what that is it's like an easter egg then moments after that jason muse has his penis tucked between his legs <laughs> so <laughs> i want to invoke the salad dragon i'm invoking the salad dragon that's like the first of many salad dragons because i was like oh wow we're just gonna start at the uh, summit of the salad dragon and work our way down but then there was like a few more after that if you believe that this is a salad dragon i'm not going to hinder your belief no if you see a, a, an actor on screen in a 2020 release either vod or otherwise like show his mangina like that's a salad dragon so let's explain this jason muse tucks his penis between his legs well goodbye horses the song that plays during and this Silence movie of the hasn't Lambs. even been on for 30 seconds it's like literally been less than a minute of for screen buffalo time. bill buffalo bill's theme song plays and here's what i'm going to bring up now because with references this movie will make references make another reference about that reference and then cite it so you see it, you hear the music, you're like, oh, this is a Silence of the Lambs reference. Then somebody says something like, he's going full Buffalo Bill. And then someone says, Silence of the Lambs. Like, what? I, I, I'm not used to that level of self-referential referencing. Yeah, like cameos will, cameos will just list their movies. Exactly, I, exactly. I, I, I don't know. And someone says later, the dishes are done, man. And they literally oh, say... That's a, that's a running gag. That is a running gag. But they literally just say, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, a Keith Coogan classic. So I'm not saying it's bad necessarily. I mean, I am kind of, but you have to get on its wavelength or yeah, else you if you do. struggle against this movie, you're going to get more caught up in the net. You have to be loose. You have to let your bones and your mind more more specifically go to jelly. And that's the only way to deal with this movie because it is, it's crazy. I could have used that advice before watching it. If yeah, only yeah. I knew. If only well, <laughs> I had to adjust. I had to adjust. But you're right. It's like having the idea that we had to do this review afterwards. I was like, well, I guess I got to <laughs> sit down and watch this then. <laughs> I mean, like... What confused me was Kevin Smith is a huge Star Wars fan and his Star Wars jokes could be made by your aunt who calls it the Star War and has seen it once. <laughs> the, they're yeah. pretty basic. They're pretty basic very Star basic. Wars references. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, very basic. And then everyone's looking at the camera and winking and pointing. It's like, you can't give yourself a pat on the back for your <laughs> basic bitch Star Wars joke. Like, Well, the whole movie centers around Jason Mewes, who I find to be kind of a disturbing performer. Like, I'm always on edge when I'm looking at him. I was researching Mewes. He's, he's had some drug... Because I was wondering, why is his voice so raspy? And, like, he looks aged. Like, he's been through hell and back in drug and why does he have trump veneers on oh his face has been strange. like reconstructed from tweak i think yeah like his, yeah, his face it's like, drug rehab yeah. it's yeah. been rebooted it's, <laughs> his face got rebooted is it a remake but or a reboot the plot has to do with jason muse's character jay coming to terms with the fact that his ex-girlfriend played by shannon elizabeth uh had had a baby and he's the father, and he, he spends the whole movie trying to connect with the teenage daughter played by Kevin Smith's real-life daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. She was great, And her character's name in the movie is Millennium Falcon, Millie for short, <laughs> which Justin didn't think was funny, but I thought was pretty funny. I mean, for a basic bitch Star Wars joke, that's not bad. 
This film's deep in the Ask Universe. Ask Universe. The View Ask Universe. There were some great company production company logo burns at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know what I didn't know when the movie started because there was like eight <laughs> production burns. Yeah, but. so many production logos. I was looking for but, some '90s nostalgia, and I thought those production burns in the, in the beginning were a little bit of '90s nostalgia. Well, the first time it go it dips really into the '90s nostalgia is is the second scene after the cold open where they walk into a mall. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess in New Jersey, like a yeah. New Jersey mall, and it's like barren and desolate and empty, and they go into like a comic book shop. And in my lifetime, like comic book shops were never inside the mall. Like clearly they could not afford that kind of retail <laughs> like space. But there's Jason Lee. There he and is. I'm and, I'm, and I'm watching it just for the record projected in my living room at like over 100 inches. And I haven't seen Jason Lee since Mallrats probably. Now you got like, 100 let's, let's inches. Yeah, you throwing let, inches let, out let, here? Let's, Damn. Let, let, let's, be, <laughs> let's be real. Like I haven't seen him in, since the 90s. And I was like, wow, like he, he looks great pretty good and then i'm thinking like well does he look pretty good like i don't know like, well, let me like let me like think about this for a second um and then i was thinking like wait is he a scientologist like oh my god i think he is a scientologist like how does kevin smith reconcile himself against that they figure it out but jason lee has a pretty funny mall rats joke where he's talking about you know you, you guys need to look out for the mall rats here and they're like, mall rats? I haven't seen any teens here. And he's like, no, literal mall rats. This place is full of rats. <laughs> Which is like one of the few like actual jokes in the movie. There was a rat today that like ran outside the White House garden in front of Trump. <laughs> so there's like there's like an actual departed Scorsese, like one hashtag, one perfect shot. So about 10 minutes in, I was thinking to myself, shit. This is really, really, really rough. <laughs> yeah, that's where yeah, I, I would have turned that's it off. I, I would have turned it off. Well, listen, I here's how I had to I had to like untrain my brain <laughs> yes. of what I was viewing and what, what you I mean were expecting. By that, yes. Well, no, what I mean by that is like I hadn't seen one of his movies in a really long time. And as I was analyzing it in my head internally, I was realizing like, <laughs> you know, Clerks, his first film is genuinely, you know, an ethnographic documentary slice of life. Like it's his semi-autobiography, sure. right? Like it's it's truly what his life was like in New Jersey as a liquor store or convenience store clerk. Sure. And when I was watching this movie tonight, Jay and Bob's reboot, I realized when he had his heart attack, it really like changed his life for the better. Like it really scared him straight, so right. to speak. And this movie I looked at like and it took me at least 20 or 30 minutes to kind of get this is like his eulogy like it's his living wake it's his his it's him acknowledging his legacy and who he is in a very genuine sincere heartfelt way <laughs> Hot and, and deep on the reboot i nice. mean look like honestly because at first i was like wow this is kind of yeah. like a parody of like all his movies and it seems kind of like he's like embarrassed or insecure or he's like apologizing and then i was like no 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 that's not it i'm like i'm i'm wrong like what what it is it's like a celebration of his life like he is so proud of his friends and his family and his daughter and like look at all these cameos like and Matt Damon, wife. Ben Affleck and his wife and it's like so if he does die in his sleep or on the toilet next week this will live on as his swan song or his you know 
10th Quentin Tarantino final film or whatever, like I feel like he can now die or rest easy knowing that his legacy is intact. Brother Justin, does that check out? As far as his intentions go, maybe. That's <laughs> definitely not the movie I saw. <laughs> what were you feeling like? I think Jay and Silent Bob are just side characters. They don't they don't carry a movie. And yet here they are. That's that's that those are facts. Those are they facts. They just need those to be facts. in like Solid three facts. scenes. And <laughs> there you go. That's it. No, I honestly feel in Clerks they were the best because they were so unnerving and like unstable. They were like such wild card supporting right. characters. Like they genuinely felt dangerous and real. And then of course, like, yeah, you're right. Like the more they became uh, prominent, the more parody or like self caricature it became. Brother D, how are you feeling about ten to fifteen minutes into this film? Oh, about ten to fifteen minutes in, I was like, I, I would try, I, look, fucking, I feel very <laughs> conflicted about this. I saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and I really enjoyed it. That had a bunch of like references, and like I got like everything out of those movies from that one. You know what I mean? Right. It was rough going in, but I will say this for loyalty. Props to everybody who showed their loyalty on this one, like and who showed up in it. Like, let's talk about those cameos. We have Molly Shannon. We have Craig Robinson playing a judge named Judge Jerry N. Executioner. Judge Jerry N. Executioner. Uh, I couldn't make it out. I could not make it out. <laughs> we have Fred Armisen as uh, basically an Uber driver with a tater tot oven in his car. We have Matt Damon in a one-shot cameo, which just classed up the joint big mm -hmm. time. What did you guys As think of that? Does. Matt Damon was trying to bring dogma plot into it. I was like, I don't remember fucking dogma, but anyway. <laughs> I feel bad like saying this, but like you see Matt Damon, and suddenly you're like, oh, I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. a real movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is pretty funny. Yeah, Matt Damon was kind of like he was he was definitely like a one and done like take. Oh, yeah. You could just tell he was like a little too hot, like he was a little too yep. loud or big for for the moment, but like he, he was just he was committed and like banging it out. And I thought it was funny because he was like, Yeah, your 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 young kids are probably looking at me right now, going, like, who's this guy? This old man saying yeah. he's Loki. Like, that's not Loki. And then they threw shade at Tom Hiddleston because they were like, Yeah, he's got a fake British accent. And I'm like, but Tom Hiddleston's like really British, right? Like, yeah, that why was would he joke. have a fake accent? <laughs> that is the joke. That is the oh, joke, Lucas. Okay. I, thought it was I got funny. it, I got it. Sorry. It went over my head. Went over my head. You were too busy being touched in your heart by by the proceedings, yeah. which I love. It was very emotional for me. Like I I definitely uh uh, was surprised by how much I liked it. How emotional did you feel when you realized Kevin Smith was writing dialogue for his daughter to say about how she wanted to fuck Chris Hemsworth as Thor? <laughs> that was, was that emotional? Me, that that genuinely that genuinely made me feel uncomfortable. Was that but touching? As I, <laughs> but as I as I talked it out with my conscience, I realized that <laughs> I was. You I was grateful it. that I was grateful that Kevin Smith was empowering his daughter. That sure, it was like a very it was very positive for sexuality. Like sure, he, he he definitely knows that that's what she likes, and she you know it was like an inside <laughs> joke between everybody. Like it definitely, I bristled at it because I'm such a you know 
puritanical Catholic. Like, no, you, the the point is you should bristle at it because it's fucked up. Let's talk about more of these cameos. Method Man and Red Man show up. That was my, that was another big laugh I had. Where where yeah, so in the movie, they're taking an Uber with a stolen credit card of Mister Underhill, which is a reference to the Chevy Chase movie Fletch. Nice. And and they pick up his estranged daughter and her deaf friend, who I thought was really cool. And they they like her, the daughter and the deaf friend like give Jay and Silent Bob these dosed, uh, roofied like brownie cookies that like knock Chocolates. them out. And and when they like regain consciousness, they're like talking to Red Man. <laughs> and uh, was it the Jizza? Who was the other person? Method Man Method and Man, Red Man yeah, from, from How High, <laughs> which I haven't seen. I haven't seen How High. That's on my confessional. Me neither. Set of confessionals. I haven't either. What's amazing about it is Jason Mewes asks. Hey, my my daughter got me stoned. What should I do? And he was like, "Your kid got you stoned. Like you should definitely have another kid that does that." And then Method Man was like, "Facts, like facts." Why why the hell were two like prolific stoners so freaked out about eating weed chocolate? They like flipped out. That's a good question. You you'd think they'd be more uh, more hardened. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think for the purposes of the plot, <gasps> they had to get flipped out. Oh oh oh! But Lucas, you all right? I uh, I totally still the spilled the beer on my lap. <laughs> oh no! Try it off. Try it off. Holy, holy shit! Uh, give me a sec. Take your you time. got it. Whoa! Don't short out. Lucas is blowing compressed air into his wet computer. Jesus. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, do you hear us? The fact that I thought we were gonna be done by eleven fucking PM. Dude, I spilled Jesus I Christ. spilled a tall I spilled a tall boy of Miller High Life, a 16 ounce can, not only all over my like coffee table in my living room, but on my MacBook Pro, like on the computer, oh. like into the keyboard, oh. like into the hard drive. But thank you for your patience. I'm sorry. Are we uh, back? Let's just let's, let's just wrap up it with the bones. Let's just take it to the bones. <laughs> no, no. Lucas, happy to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so the the plot, as it were, is that Jay and Silent Bob are trying to get to Chronicon, which is a parody of Comic-Con, obviously. And they're trying to get there to stop this Blunt Man and Chronic reboot from happening. And what Chronicon basically functions as is yet another, like, super vehicle to serve up more cameos. So once they get there, we got Adam Brody. We got a hologram of Chris Hemsworth, uh, which I thought was pretty good. A hologram's worth. A hologram's worth. That was another laugh for me. I laughed. I had to laugh. You had to laugh. Keith Coogan shows up connecting the don't tell mom the babysitter's dead through line. We got Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek are on a panel. They were great. uh, They were great. They stumble into the clerks panel and suddenly everything turns black and white. And the whole cast of clerks is there for like a split second. And then we get to the Wayback's own Ben Affleck. When you saw the first cameo in the movie, you were like, I wonder if Ben's going to show up. I wanted to point out, uh, Brother D, when I when one of the cameos at the Comic-Con was the actor James Vanderbeek, it made me think of you because uh, I don't know if, people, if, our, if our listeners know, but you're a very uh, talented actor and voiceover Thank artist. Thank you. And Thank when you. I saw James Vanderbeek, I was like, you know what? Brother D could have like 
done every single show or movie <laughs> that that James Vanderbeek did because you're both True. kind of like a similar type. Like you have the same kind of like vibe or physique, except you're more more attractive and handsome than he is because you're like more proportioned. Brother D's an edgy James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have been writing him letters telling him that for years. <laughs> So Ben Affleck shows up and gives a very strange performance. And Bishke, I could feel you smiling from miles and miles away. Like, what what a strange presence Affleck brings to this film. Yeah. Coming off the way back, I was glad to see him. Um, I guess but, he you know was in- but you know what's interesting is I noticed... This this was af this was filmed after the way back because Ben Affleck had Botox and co- like laser like on his forehead because he had like no wrinkles from the way back like the way back <laughs> he was all natural and like raw but yeah. in this he was like out He's of the smooth. spa like facial so cryo- cryogenic cryogenic ice chamber yeah he looked great <laughs> ladies if you're listening notice we've only talked about the appearance of the male characters. <laughs> Just shitting yeah. all over how they look. <laughs> Didn't, haven't said anything about the ladies. They're all great. So, Bishki, what did you think of his performance in this? Uh, oh, Affleck? Yeah, he's always great. Um, Joey Lauren Adams, phenomenal. Oh, I miss her so much. I miss her so much. <laughs> and then we get to the, the greatest cameos, in my opinion. We finally arrive at the actual prime salad dragon. Double dragon! Where they show a clip from Bluntman V Chronic, which is what the reboot is called. And playing Bluntman is none other than Val motherfucking Kilmer himself. Oh my God. Yeah. And I got the flashbacks mm-hmm. to the Instagram post he did. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Connecting the dots. And oh, man. we all know that Val is in kind of tough times right now, health wise, so he doesn't speak. But he does communicate via text, which is what Silent Bob does in this movie, via emojis. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he, he's doing his thing. He's uh, He's got a vaguely Gary Buseyan quality about him. But it's it's really really good to see him and Tommy Chong's there too. Yeah, you know? lest we forget Radon Chong's uh, father, Tommy Chong shows up. <laughs> which of course, like why why wouldn't Tommy Chong be there? Anytime you see Val Kilmer doing anything nowadays, it's it's a blessing, I feel. Yeah. So after that, I just kind of zoned out. I'll be honest. Uh-huh. I zoned out real hard for a while. And eventually, I just kind of realized, like, I really want this to to wrap up. And then Kevin Smith, <laughs> Kevin Smith miraculously, as himself, comes on screen and is basically like, everybody's uh, arc, character arc is where they need to be. Now we just need to... Uh, to wrap this up, so maybe I'll just start a slow dissolve out of here, and then, <laughs> and then we slowly dissolve. Yeah, we yeah. we dissolve away from where I wanted wanted to be away from, and we're back in front of the uh, <laughs> where we started in front of the the convenience store. So the quick stop. I was very pleased that he just fucking pulled the ripcord on this thing. It's Thank you. So meta. It's so meta, and you know it kind of goes back to. The Mel Brooks is like blazing saddles or, you know, even Whoa. like, like <laughs> j- just like, yeah, where you kind of break that fourth wall where yeah, Kevin they break Smith it. is, they break is it playing right. an exaggerated <laughs> version of himself as this director who's like very manic and like, hey, and he's using his hands a lot. Like, it's kind of interesting how he, he plays himself as a caricature. I thought Kevin Smith was the best actor in the movie. I didn't expect yeah. that. 
I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah I would have so, loved Silent Bob to just talk more because yeah. Mew, right. Muse, he just, he wasn't hitting me like he used to, like in terms of his deliveries. Like I just, I got, he's, I got he's a little. seen ex- too much now. He's been through yeah. too much. He's normally got two gears, and for most of this movie, he's got two gears. But I will say, I was surprised by Muse's scenes with the daughter. I really was. Yeah. The touching, dramatic scenes? From the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, Muse. He's got, like, one, maybe two gears. Muse used <laughs> to love it. But, like, but the scenes between him and the daughter, I was like, he, like, actually didn't yell his lines. <laughs> Speaking of daughter... The movie ends with Brother Justin's signature karaoke song, Daughter by Pearl Jam. And, you know, nice. this this podcast is known more than a few uh, on the nose musical cues. So I can't I can't judge the movie for having a song called Daughter to end your movie about a daughter. I think every yeah. one of his movies should end with frustrated incorporated <laughs> that would be good the credits i watched the entire credits i don't know if you guys did but there's we like 10 minutes there's like 10 minutes of cut scenes so you know there's like a three-hour cut out oh, there somewhere. at least like, yeah, at least yeah. three hours was it funny the the end the end cut scenes because i didn't watch them no, but was it funny? they no. were funny but they were heartfelt like they were having yeah. fun okay. filming the movie the movie was like a big party like just one day yeah like wake a big party that i wasn't invited to (laughs) (laughs) well stan lee shows up and they're talking about stan lee having a role in the movie and they know that that might take some time and stan lee knows he might be dead too so they're they're like let's just improvise a little scene and i thought that was sweet oh Um, i didn't see that that was in the cutscenes. oh man well you know what brother d it's free Uh, on amazon prime if you want to go back and watch (laughs) the credits but i probably will i'm very curious to see what this new version of the hothead is this this love and light infused softy (laughs) we got so let's go to them rebooted bones All right, I'm going to I'm going to stack Lucas's deck deeper into the proceedings because I think we got some choppy waters coming up here. Uh brother Bishki, what do you got going on? Uh well coming off of Chase and Amy cuz Chase and Amy did feel very heartfelt to me and 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 also had a lot more laughs coming out of my mouth and um <laughs> and this one I was kind of I mean like plot wise I didn't I did not I was not really there. I felt like this movie should have just played at Comic-Con with a with an audience that was into it, and then maybe I would have enjoyed it more or something. But just watching it here uh, on the Prime at my house, I'm not, I wasn't too thrilled. I was kind of there for the cameos, just to check in with all these people I hadn't seen in a long time. And so for the cameos, I'm going to give it uh, one bone. Quarantine get, bump? Quarantine bump? It, it gets it gets a half bone quarantine bump, yes. so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it one, one and a half bones. There it is, there it is, with the bump included. I'm not familiar with the bump. That's the quarantine bump where you're just happy to be doing something and seeing something, you know. That's great. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. Happy to get your mind off the COVID. So it's, uh, it's 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 every movie gets a little bump. Well, you don't have to bump it, but you know, think about no, it. No, I'm gonna give it a bump. Brother D, <laughs> tell us about your bump. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, uh, man, love and light. I, I love all the loyalty that was going on here. The loyalty by the cameo showing up yes, and the loyalty by, uh, by Kevin Smith being like, Hey, Jason Mewes, my buddy, who's not like a famous actor or like, not like any, by any means an A, B, C or D list property. 
and just went through a huge drug problem and like reconstruct. I mean, and he's like, here, I'm going to give you a movie. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to do yes. this movie with me. So I got to give love and life for that. Maybe I haven't watched his previous works recently enough, but I felt like the references I wanted or like the, the, the feeling of nostalgia that I wanted from it was, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? For, for, for whatever reason it was, you know, there was a few jokes that I liked, but, but overall, like, I don't, I don't, I feel bad saying this. Cause like I said, I love Kevin Smith, but I just don't know. I just felt like I was meandering in a sea of <laughs> choppy waters. Yeah. So I'm also going to give it one bone with a half bone bump to one and a half bones. There nice. it is. One and a half, one and a half. Brother Justin, what are you doing with this one and a half streak? Man, I really wanted to come on here and call you guys a bunch of jerks who'd never like anything. Yes. What are you going to do? <laughs> but I can't because this really <laughs> just wasn't what it needed to be. I think just calling it Jay and Silent Bob reboot I think it should have been a reboot in the sense that they literally rebooted it and had Jay and Silent Bob be themselves witnessing their life happening again and things repeating right. themselves and making meta jokes about what, you know, it, they they kind of touched on it with the like, oh, it's more diverse now, you know, it's younger, right. more diverse, but it's about a reboot of a fake movie that no one cared about in the first place. So right there, you're, you're not off to the races. It's a lazy way to go as meta as they wanted to go. Like, I think they would really need to do something a little deeper, like what you're suggesting to really make it feel like not regurgitated product or just make it interesting. I mean, <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I, I just, I didn't enjoy any of this. I thought uh -oh. the jokes were oh, wow. pretty goddamn awful. Uh -oh. And uh, all the nerd references were just nerd 101. I'm I'm giving this a woof. Brother Justin, have you ever given a woof before? Let's check the tape on Father Amort. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bone count here? Can we go lower than one bone? Is that yeah. a wolf? A wolf is a this is a wolf. A wolf is the absence of bones. This is a a wolf. <laughs> this is a wolf. Bishki's two bone extravaganza. Two bone. The amorth line. Uh, okay, I I hear you, man. I hear you loud and clear. Wow. You're not wow. extending any quarantine bump to this. Wow. I like you it. didn't chuckle once, brother Justin. Like you didn't you didn't chuckle. I'm not once. giving a movie a bone for one fucking <laughs> chuckle. It was an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> that was a great ska band. One fucking chuckle. I love that ska band. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I respect. Respect. All right, Brother Lucas, what, what are you doing? Are you reborn or something? What's going on here? Man, tonight has been... Like, let me just give you some perspective we on know my you emotional baptized role. your laptop in beer. I man. literally... No, I took like, a deep, deep sleep nap before this movie yeah. and i was woken up from like a coma like, yeah. like a deep coma and then from that coma <laughs> i was taking so many bong rips that like i lost count <laughs> that is the right way to prepare and, for this movie and then i was drinking these these miller high life tall boys which is this is like my, my third or my fourth that i yes i spilled while we were recording the the post-screening cast I have to admit, like being checked out from Kevin Smith's filmography for the last 20 years, I think has helped watch 
tonight's reboot because I had no expectations. I've been cooped up in my apartment for like over a month now. And I very much am like a child of the nineties and like to see all the celebrity cameos like Jason Lee and Joy Lauren Adams and, you know, everybody like that. I haven't seen a lot of these people like Val Kilmer, like I have not seen in a very, very long time on right. screen. And it was like a very kind of cartoonish, irreverent, you know, borderline uh, parody. Like it was like an SNL sketch most of the time. I have to give it two bones. It was it was making me laugh every five to 10, 15 minutes. Um, so I, I, I got like three or four good laughs in there. Wow. But, but 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 honestly, like I give it two bones because this was like Kevin Smith's swan song victory lap. Like if he doesn't ever direct another movie again, he can like die peacefully or rest easy knowing that like his filmography at, is as intact as like you know quentin tarantino's when he reaches his 10th movie or whatever that is insane to hear from you and also very <laughs> very beautiful i love that you gave jay and silent bob reboot two bones and i can't wait to see what happens if we finally <laughs> do our bone adjustment chiropractor episode where you get to rethink some of this th some of these things hopefully after a quarantine just to clarify is that two bones straight up or two bones plus the half bone adjustment <laughs> that's one and a half bones but with the half okay. bone adjustment okay. Okay. Like two. if we have to go digging through the, yeah. the firmness of his bones it's a half one and no, a half no it's fair that's a fair question that's a fair a half bone adjustment okay i don't want to rain on the hothead's unexpected burst of love and light so i'm basically just gonna say one bone straight up <laughs> that's a half bone with a half bone bump wait lo wait lodge lodge master <laughs> can i ask have you seen the first uh saint say uh jay and silent bob strike back and then I have. and then the other okay okay i've seen a smattering of his work since then as well and i sort of dreaded this but kind of liked it it's that something smells good in stinkville uh, scenario where you know something's gonna gonna have a bit of a tang to it but you can't help yourself so that's yeah. why we're here tonight <laughs> and it's definitely got a whiff of lodge so yeah definitely definitely and i think anybody who's curious you know anybody who has the same general you know life trajectory as us where kevin smith hit you at the at that sweet spot you might be interested in this just to that see quarantine co corner when you're painted into the quarantine yeah. corner. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? You might owe him. Consider this supporting your local business during these quarantine times. Exactly. Just like <laughs> watch it for free on Amazon yes. Prime. Give him some numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on your AirPods while you're like doing dishes or something like that. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, showing up tonight and giving Jay and Silent Bob their respect and their due. I just wanted to say thank you, Brother D. Thank you, oh, Brother D. Oh, thank you for D. having me. This has been awesome. Oh, this was this made my night. I uh, I had something to look forward to all <laughs> fucking week and day. Exactly. And this is great. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, as as always, I give the experience of being on the podcast four bones. Four solid plus bones. Plus a half bone same, adjustment. Same. Four and a half bones? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, Brother Justin, thank you again for appearing on yet another episode. 
The, yes, the lodge you. cast experience four bones. My performance a hesitant two bones. <laughs> <laughs> but that's solid. Lucas loved this movie and he gave it two bones. So that shows you what two bones is. You guys, so much love and light. Stay safe. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light, brothers. Love, love and light. light. Snooches. Snoochie boochies. <laughs> Out in the country, past the city limit sign, where there's a honky tonk near the county line. The joint starts jumping every night when the sun goes down. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boot scoot boogie. I got a good job. I work hard for my money. When it's quitting time, I hit the door running. I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses I go flying down that highway to that hideaway, struck out in the woods to do the boot scoot boogie. Yeah, heels oh no see no, come on baby, let's go boot scoot. Oh, Cadillac blackjack, baby, meet me out back, we're gonna boogie. Oh, get down, turn around, go to town, boot scoot. Boot us up, Kevin.